This hour is brought to you by Andrew Sherritt Limited, your plumbing and heating wholesaler, a proud family-owned BC company, helping local business since 1892. It's Dan Richo and Satyar Shaw. This is Canucks Central at Rogers Arena. The Canucks getting ready for the Detroit Red Wings. We'll have uh, pregame coverage beginning starting up at 5.30 in the official pregame show after 6 o'clock as the Canucks look for yet another victory here during this seven-game homestand. In hour one, we talked uh, extensively about the emergence of the Canucks Mott Lamico Highmore line, what it means for the future of this team, and uh, what it would take to keep it together beyond this season. Plus, Irfan Gaffar on the latest developments ahead of Monday's trade deadline. So we look at tonight's at, and the playoff picture in the Western Conference continues to be very muddy yep <laughs> but um you know one of the teams that's actually now behind the canucks just by a hair in points percentage the vegas golden knights they uh, are without robin leonard for potentially the rest of the season it's indefinite but it sounds like a pretty significant injury um broken kneecap so it's going to be difficult to see uh, uh broken kneecaps are tough man yeah really tough i mean it, it sounds like oh it's just a broken kneecap like those are i haven't had one but every time you've heard of a player having that injury oftentimes that's a tough one to recover from and take some time the I golden knights are a team that if they got into the playoffs and got healthy they could win the stanley cup yeah but they may not even get there right now and how they're playing and the way their team is trending, it's really bad. Like, watching their team, they don't, they don't have any confidence when they're, when they're out there. And players that are usually really good, and we spoke to uh, Danny Webster about this yes. the other day, and who covers the Golden Knights. And he mentioned, like, a guy like Shea Theodore is really struggling, especially defensively right now. And, you know, when you have your key players also struggling, and you have all these injuries, and your confidence is low... It's going to be really tough for this team to somehow right the ship here. Uh, but a busy night on the out-of-town scoreboard. Uh, stars are in action, of course. The uh, Predators, who also have a wild-card spot right now, they are in action. Oilers are taking on the Sabres, who will be here over the course of the weekend, along with uh, the Calgary Flames, who are off until Saturday. You know, the one thing, we, we joked about the Daryl Sutter quote from the other day, about Colorado being a juggernaut. And the one thing you would say is um, if Vegas were to get that second wild card spot, get healthy and play Colorado in that first round, that would be pretty, pretty interesting. It's Dan Riccio and Satyar Shaw. So with that in mind, you know, the, the playoff picture is just so, so fascinating. John Garrett's going to join us. Uh, here in a couple of moments. Obviously, every game is massive for the Vancouver Canucks. How they continue to develop and play going into the rest of this homestand, how they look for the rest of this homestand, but some obstacles that they're trying to overcome. Of course, injuries. Elias Pettersson and Nils Hoaglander are game-time decisions tonight. Oliver ekman Larson has had uh, increasingly 
less mm-hmm. minutes or has had decreasing minutes over the last little while, I should say. So there's definitely some things going on that the Canucks are trying to work through here as they get ready to take on the Detroit Red Wings. Now joining us here in the radio booth at Rogers Arena, it's Canucks color analyst, the legend, John Garrett. Yes, the legend. The tall guy in the radio booth. <laughs> yes. Well, you are taller here than Here comes Cam in. I'm taller than he is, yep. too. You're right? taller I, than Riccio. I, oh, much taller than Riccio. <laughs> <laughs> and Brendan Batchelor. I, I, you got the. Does he melt in here? Is that why he's so short? <laughs> yeah. They got this heater going. They, got, they have Frank, two going they? half the time. Really? They got two going half I mean, the time. I get cold in here, uh, I, Cheech. I, I, I don't know. Hershey you know? is, but. <laughs> this is right. See, I show up prepared. That's why I always got. The, I have my nice coat on. <laughs> I have my coat on, on too. too. See, yeah. they keep it cold here. This way. They, they def- you were talking about the Canucks problems. How about Detroit? Yeah, I know they and the Eastern Conference. It's all. Uh, it's everybody's in the playoffs. Who's in the playoffs? Yeah, and, and there's really nothing going on other than jockeying for position. But uh, Detroit is just year after year now. I mean, they can't. It feels like this is a, a problem so uh, uh, away from Vancouver right now, but it, it just seems like Detroit and even the Devils can't figure out their goaltending situations. Yeah. Right? Uh, and, and how hard is it to build a young team when you can't get a save? It seems like any mistake some of those young players make ends up in the back of their net. Yeah, the Devils, uh, the goaltending obviously is, yeah. is and the uh, vaccination thing. Uh, yeah that went on at the start for them with yep. the goaltender holding out and uh, Dougie Blackwood, Hamilton yeah. getting hurt. But uh, P.K. Subban, I, I mean, they thought that their defense was going to be good. And yeah. Subban, last week when he was here, oh, not very 15 good. minutes and did nothing. And then the next night, uh, in Ed- was it Edmonton or Calgary? They were in the next night. Anyway, again, 15 minutes of play. Yeah, and uh, I wonder how much invisible. longer PK plays. Well, and this the, year. the cost. Yeah, it'd be hard to unload that contract. But uh, you're trying, like you said, trying to build a good young team, and they've got great forwards. You look at yep. their forwards and quick and uh, can score goals, and and they've got some depth. They've got some yep. older guys that you would think would be all right, but uh, uh, I don't know about that defense and and their goaltending and and Detroit. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, and, you know, a guy like Troy Stetcher, you know, he's back in town facing yeah. the Canucks again. And, you know, you look at that team like Detroit. They have one player who I find really interesting, Philip Zadina, mm. who the Canucks took Quinn Hughes right after he was drafted. Yes. He was a sixth overall pick. Canucks took Quinn Hughes number seventh overall. And look at how those years have gone for those guys. And listen, the Canucks don't have a perfect team. We know they've gone through their struggles. But you see when you miss on a guy that high, like what kind of impact it has. And if Zadina was a better player or an impact player for him, maybe they have a bit of a different conversation. Or let's say they had drafted Quinn Hughes. If Detroit takes Quinn Hughes, what combo do we have about the Red Wings today? It's probably not the same one we're having right now. No. (laughs) But I I really, uh, and Alex Nedeljkovic comes in, and uh, it's so much different when you're the backup goaltender and you're playing 25 games. You've got a 930 save percentage, and you're playing for Carolina. Which is great defensively, and mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden Detroit's oh yeah yeah this guy is going to be great, and uh, all of a sudden you go from the backup to that number one mentality, and you're supposed to be the guy, yeah, and then the team's not that great, and you're still supposed to be the guy, and he's a high strung goaltender, yeah, and 
when unlike you say a high, you, unlike you, you say a high-strung goaltender. <laughs> you're, uh, most goaltenders are pretty high-strung anyway. But then when you say he's, he's a high, high, it's that much higher. It's a different. It's on the curve. Yeah, right? It's on the top <laughs> of the curve. Yeah, and uh, it, it starts to go south. And boy, oh boy, their goaltending, especially lately, has just been. Thomas Grice goes into Calgary, and uh, the shots after two periods were thirty-one to five. Yeah, and it was one nothing. <laughs> he's standing on his head. He's just playing great. Yeah, and so they lose three nothing, and he gets the start the next night. Let's in three of the first six. <laughs> he's gone in in six minutes. Yeah, <laughs> and that's been their problem. Is uh, and the last time the Canucks played Detroit. Yeah, Thomas Grice was great. Mm-hmm. He was, and uh, it's just so inconsistent. And uh, on a team that's pretty ordinary, you have to have good goaltending. Yeah, a lot's happened since that last uh, meeting between the Canucks and Detroit Red Wings. No kidding. Uh, we, we talked about um, Mott, Lamico, Highmore, and just how effective they've been for the Canucks. They've kind of been looking for a bottom six line that did more than just be able to sustain pressure and not give up a goal. They've actually been able to score a little bit at five-on-five. Five. Do you think that's kind of been a low-key, big you know, development for Bruce Boudreaux, getting production beyond just... Miller and Horvat and Pedersen? Well, production and setting the tone. And I think that's one of the things, and you guys are all into your fancy stats and all that kind of stuff. And Bruce Boudreau, uh, how many games in a row did he start that line? Mm -hmm. And it's not uh, just a superstition. They had those bad starts, and then all of a sudden he comes back, okay, I'm going to start those guys. And they score 11 seconds into the one game. Yeah, And and they usually play in the offensive zone. Mm -hmm. And can you imagine if they had great hands? Yeah. They'd score a ton of goals. But that's why they're third, fourth line guys is they touch around the net. But they're all, they all can skate. They're all good on the boards. They're yeah. responsible defensively. They all hit. And that's it. He set the tempo. And I think that's one of the things with uh, that line and why it's been so effective. And uh, Bruce, when he put Highmore at center, what was that last game or the game before? Sunday, yeah. So, yeah, mm-hmm. two games. Uh, you lose that. Mm-hmm. And that chemistry that they had, so that's why Nick Patan came in and uh, they were back again. I really like the way they play, and I heard you guys talking when I was driving down about uh, uh, the financially, if you can get those guys for the right price. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be the thing with and Highmore and Lamico. Yeah. You're all right, but with Tyler Mott now, he's been around a while. and He's going to be a little bit more expensive. Yes, you would think he's... If I'm his agent, he's going to be more expensive. <laughs> well, I mean, for instance, it, let's say they didn't have Jason Dickinson on the books. He wasn't here, and he had $2.6 million on cap space next season. How easy would it be to just give him that money? That, that would be pretty easy. <laughs> but if the fact, I mean, the biggest issue, I think, is that. It's just like, unless you're able to clear money next year, can you give him that type of contract? Mm. Yeah. Uh, you're setting a precedent. That's the only thing. Right. Is that if you go... Above three for Tyler Mott? Yeah, I don't think that happens, yeah. Well, do you think he'll get it someplace else? That's the question. I mean, he, you know what that is? That's God bless you. If you get it elsewhere, yes. go and get it elsewhere. <laughs> well, you know? that's it. Yeah. That's it. And if I'm Tyler Mott, and as much as I like Vancouver and as much as I like the role that they've given me and as much as I know the mm-hmm. coach likes me, it's the Anson Carter of the world, yeah. except a different. <laughs> actually, get the money, actually. Different yeah. scenario, yeah. but yeah. Hey, you remember Anson Carter. I, yeah. It was great. He was playing with Henrik and Daniel. He was getting all those points, yeah. and uh, all of a sudden, Doug McLean comes along, and, well, okay. Okay, yeah, take yeah. a little we bit go, more money. Right? Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, it's John Garrett joining us in the booth. Uh, the listener's very happy uh, they, uh, that you're here, John. And we'll, we'll, we'll have some uh, some overrated, uh, underrated uh, questions uh, for you. <laughs> well, I'm a regular on Thursdays. At yes. least that's what Thurs- it was. Thursdays, you're stapled yes, on Canuck Central. You're stapled a on staple. Canuck Central yes. yeah. for every Thursday. Um, Unless it's the people show trying to steal <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> they the post you a couple times. You. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I have been scooped. Yeah, uh, they, he, they pay so much more than you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm like Tyler Martin, and they pay so much more. <laughs> we got to find. And our, I know that you guys were talking about swag and and guys feeling. Oh yeah, I finally got some swag. I haven't got any. You know yeah. swag? I got no 650 swag. Well, I got none. No, we don't not, get a, not even a hat. Do you want a hat? <laughs> I'd take a hat. I'll bring you a hat. I'll oh, find thanks. you a hat. There okay. you go. I'll get you a hat. We're gonna take I it know up. people. We'll get you a hat. <laughs> you know, we're going to take it up with Canberra. We'll figure it out. Um, one... Um, one trend, you know, has been Bruce Boudreaux, as, as much as they've been playing well, he keeps talking about, like, yeah, we could still clean up some things defensively, and even after uh, the other night against the Devils, you, you heard that throughout the lineup, you know, like, yeah, we we end up winning this game, but there were some moments there where we weren't really playing our game, and you saw that kind of through the second period. One thing has been OEL and Myers. They've been a little bit more leaky defensively lately, and we've seen OEL's minutes drop you think that's a bit of a concern here with how much OEL's meant to the team? Uh, I I really think that the steady play of uh, Luke Shen. Yeah. So he kills penalties now. Yeah. And Travis Hamanick getting back into the groove. Hunt and Hamanick have actually been pretty solid. Yes. And so uh, I think that OEL's minutes, he's probably playing back down to where he should be. Right in that 15 to 18 rather than the 20 to 22. Yeah. And I think uh, Hamnick coming back and starting to play well, and he has been for a couple of weeks now, and Luke Shen being steady on the penalty kill. And remember when it was OEL and uh, Tyler Myers every time Mm -hmm. to start the penalty kill, they were out there. And uh, Tyler Myers has been let go. Uh, That play on – uh, the Tanner Pearson goal was incredible. Yeah, just a smart heads-up veteran play where no panic at all. And uh, I think that's something we saw when I, I know you guys were calling him Captain Chaos or something <laughs> at one time. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Chaos Giraffe. Yeah, 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 the Chaos Giraffe. That was it. <laughs> and uh, he was. It was just such a composed. Uh, poised play yeah. by a vet, two veteran guys, and you saw Tanner go right to the net and look raid at Tyler mm-hmm. and stick on the ice and it, it was just a beautiful play from two veterans. Sometimes it feels like uh especially I think Myers and Pearson are kind of the uh the faces of this right now where you know they're because of their contracts, you know, people just see the contract but they don't see the contributions of the player because it's oh they're overpaid. They're not they're not <laughs> worth that contract and it just you know, I feel like Myers and and especially Pearson lately have been really solid for this team. Well, Tanner Pearson's a two-time Stanley Cup champion. I know. So he should be paid like that. Yeah. Uh, he, he's he's earned it. He, he's deserved it. And Tyler Myers, uh, when he came over, and go around the league and look at either the highest minute guy, mm-hmm. which is Quinn Hughes here, or the second highest minute defenseman and how much they get paid. Tyler Myers would be right in the ballpark, or if not a little lower than most of the 23, 24-minute defensemen in the league. Right. 
So. Yeah, and now as far as up, uh, the team is concerned up front, if, if I had to wager a guess, I think we see Pedersen. We don't see Hoaglander against the Red Wings, and we'll see ultimately what happens. But what do you think of the way Hoaglander has kind of progressed this year? I thought he actually played really well with Horvat and Besser the other night. And But we know Boudreaux has been giving us some tough love, right? The two previous games, he played less than eight minutes both games, and he's been a healthy scratch or whatever. But what do you make of his progression this year and what he's looked like as of late, despite the fact that he's picked up an injury? Well, he if he plays the way he has played defensively and not produce any points, then that's when you end up with eight minutes. Mm, because yeah. it, And you talked about Tanner Pearson. And you watch Tanner Pearson, and he gets thrown around his side on the boards. It goes out. Yeah, There's no yeah. doubt that they're not going to pinch in and make a play and keep the puck in the zone. If it goes around his side on the boards, it goes out. Yeah. Whereas with Nils... Uh, there's the hesitation, there's indecision, and uh, on the defensive side, he, he brings it back or makes a play to the middle, or and now he's producing offensively, so you can overlook that. Mm-hmm. But he's got to learn that defensive side that, uh, okay, you can be in the offensive zone for 45 seconds of your shift, but that other 15 seconds, if you're down and, and you create a scoring chance against, right. You're not going to play. You won't have those 45-second shifts. Uh, Bo's game the other night, you know. Um, I know so much focus has gone on to Miller, and he's been uh, the leader and leading the charge with how well he's played. And then Bo shows up. The team's kind of on its heels, scores the 3-2 goal, and then the the third-period goal to really kind of cement the game. Just felt like that was – Hey, don't forget I'm here, guys, you know. Um, yeah. Bo, Bo sometimes is uh, – certainly this season he's been overlooked. I think he's – I've been a part of it, to, you know, criticizing how he's played recently, but he feels like he's he's finding his game again. Yeah, and, you know, the COVID thing, it, yeah. people don't react the same way. And uh, I don't know whether you guys had it, and I had it in October, and – uh, the players, you talk to different people who've, who've had it. No, yeah, I didn't have any symptoms and I'm fine. And then other guys that, well, yeah, it took me two weeks after I came back yeah. just to feel that I was getting my strength back. And I don't know whether that's part of it. But He, he actually did mention it in, uh, in an article with Thomas, Thomas Drance yesterday. And uh, now he, he's, and he's a different guy, a different personality. And, and I think that uh, you have leadership. And uh, I always look at the – captains that I played when I played and a guy like Stan Smeal who mm-hmm. are not very vocal but just led by example and led by hard work and when he did say something everybody listened and uh, Bo is more that personality whereas you get JT and uh, his heart's on his sleeve and you can see the emotion during the games and on the ice and in practice and uh, it's a different sort of and people can see that whereas uh, with Bo, it's the example, and he's more of a uh, restrained personality and uh, reserved, I guess is the yeah. word I'm looking for. Uh, but he he's such a fierce competitor and such a good example for everybody, and then he plays a game like he did last game where at the end of a long shift, I think he was yeah. out a minute 30 or something, and uh, he's got no play, just shoot it, mm-hmm. and shoots it hard and scores. And then the next one, the short angle, what a shot posting in and just yeah. off stride. And uh, that looked like the Bo Horvat from a couple of years ago. How many games can you rest Demko the rest None. of the way? None. 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 I mean, you, got the f- you were you playing all all these games in the back-to-backs? Oh. 
Yeah. You Saturday would? and Sunday? Sure. Oh, you, oh, no, yeah. sure. Seriously, but you you playing back-to-back and next week too? Yeah. Wow, okay. Why not? I, I really think that... Do you think we're overthinking uh, the fatigue yeah, stuff? Yeah, I do. Like, uh, I was listening to somebody, and uh, it might have been the afternoon show, where they were talking about... The other afternoon? You mean the earlier afternoon yeah, show? Yeah, the early afternoon The early afternoon The only show. time that it's not sat radio. Yes. Those yeah. two hours in the middle of the day <laughs> when it's not sat radio. Uh, and they were talking about uh, signs of fatigue. And, it, it, okay, you let in a bad goal every now and then. Every goal he does. And uh, you think, okay, that one off the side of the net that bounced out and yeah. uh, it trickled in. And, and I guess I don't know who it was because Netsoff or one of those guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, is that a fatigue? That's just a bad bounce. Okay, yeah. you should have had it. But that's not fatigue. And everybody wanted Every goalie, and especially a number one goalie, and a guy like Thatcher, you want to play. You want to be out there every game. Right. And uh, and if uh, Bruce, and Bruce has done it before, uh, you're not allowed to practice. You're not allowed to come to the rink. Yeah. And he's done it a few times in the last couple of weeks. And Thatcher, just okay, stay home, relax. Get ready and for the next one. Get ready for the next game. And, yeah. Uh, and depends on how it goes. Yeah. And I think that's uh, the last time Yarrow played. Uh, Thatcher played the game before, and there was like 40 shots, and he was absolutely fantastic. And uh, I was thinking, okay, he had to really work hard in that game, and it's uh, next day, and Yarrow hadn't played in a while, and, and they played Yarrow, and he, he struggled. Yeah. But that, to me, is the only time that you would think about it is a, a situation like that. So uh, Thatcher plays tonight. Thatcher plays Saturday, and if it's a game where it's 30 shots or fewer, yeah. I think the team no just, travel. The team is just so much more confident in front of him too. Well, and it, it's so much easier for the defense yeah. because they know how he's going to handle the puck. They know where the rebounds are going to go because it's the same guy back there. Yeah. And then you get uh, goalies that don't play that often, and then you you watch them handling the puck, and you say, "Oh man, the defenseman doesn't know where he's going, and uh, is he going to shoot it on his forehand? Is he going to shoot it on his backhand? Is that rebound going to go?" And a lot of goalies now try and kick it by the crowd in front, kick it straight up, mm-hmm. and then it's. Yeah. Banging in. Uh, I see you're wearing a green tie for yes. St. Patrick's Day. Yes. Garrett is an Irish name. I, yeah. I bet you didn't know that. <laughs> it is. Garrett is an Irish name. My great-grand, great, who uh, would be my great-great-grandfather came over from Ireland. Beautiful. Uh, Mike in uh, Tawasson wants to know, overrated or underrated? Guinness. Oh, that's overrated. Yeah. And Dan <laughs> Dan Murphy was just in the booth before, and, and he... he Likes to drink Guinness. Well, Murphy yeah. uh, drink Guinness. People who like Guinness will like go to the grave. Oh, with I know, Guinness, right? I know, and it's so thick, and it's just. <laughs> in, oh yeah, let's have an Irish car bomb. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, your pizza's here. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're more of a lager or a pilsner guy then? Yeah, <laughs> light beer. Coors Light, two yep. at a time. That's fine. <laughs> Cheech, you're the best. Thanks for this. (laughs) No problem. No problem. Uh, There is John Garrett uh, joining us here in the Jim Robson broadcast gondola. Canucks and Red Wings tonight. Our pregame coverage continuing next on Canucks Central.